You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good week. It is Wednesday. We hit hump day. Longest day of the year, I think, technically, is today. At least it's National Daylight Appreciation Day, uh, either yesterday or today. The longest day of the year. So enjoy all that daylight today. It will involve some heat again, up over 100 degrees. Be careful out there. Make sure everybody, all the uh, the people and the pets and the plants and everything you want to protect is inside and cool. We got a lot to get to today. We got some baseball stuff to get into, including the guy Spurs fans can't stop talking about throwing out a first pitch. We are going to get into a wild Mount Rushmore today for you Cowboys fans. And in the crab bag at 1245, one of the greatest teacher slash coach relationship with a player stories I think I've ever heard in my life. All that coming up. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is the one and only Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's poppin'? Happy hum day, everybody. Feeling good, feeling great. How are you? Ooh, there's more than pins falling at my wife's alma mater. <laughs> y'all, y'all better get ready for that one. Holy moly. I'm doing well. Uh, ready for football season. We Yo. keep ready for the draft tomorrow night. College World Series has been pretty entertaining. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. You know we're close to football when Craig Way starts slanging out the Dave Campbell's Ooh, Texas yeah. football edition that 2023 happened that, happened that he too. just gave to you and I uh-huh. about five minutes ago. Good looking out, Craig. Sonny Dykes on the cover. That's a well-deserved cover, by the it way. It is. It is. Well done, Sonny. Absolutely. Got the Apple Watch on, looking clean, and the TCU fleece. You know, I respect it. Yep. What they did last year, even though they got beat down, what, 65-7. But I respect it. Yeah. He deserves to be on the cover. No doubt. When you're talking about Dave Campbell's Texas football, he definitely does. Inside cover, uh, Reginald Samples. Yeah. Getting a little love from Duncanville. By the way, that's their preseason number one team. We may talk a little bit about that in the flex. But, yes, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazines. Um, I'm not sure if they are actually out on the stands yet. Sometimes Craig gets that magical box at the station before that. But, remember, listen to Light the Tower every day, 10 to 12. They're going to be giving away a copy of Dave Campbell's every day. And if you can't get it there, you need to go to hornfm.com and look for your chance to win a Dave Campbell's Texas football magazine. So that thing's got a definite purple feel to it. Sunrise, S-O-N-R-I-S-E, right there. All right, we'll see this year, Sonny. We shall see. Last year for Sonny, he's been doing a lot of moving around. He's comfy right now in that Big 12 uh, and I guess gets to stick around, depending on what kind of deals they will strike. Uh, But his last year, 
in the Big 12 with Texas and Oklahoma will, of course, be this year. Yeah. And we're only 73 days away from the first game on September 2nd. Yeah, life's a little different down there in Fort Worth when you walk in that running back room and, oh, Kendra Miller, he gone. Mm-hmm. You walk in that wide receiver room, you say, oh, Quentin Johnson, he gone. Walk in that QB room, see Max Duggan, oh, he gone too. A lot of that going on in Fort Worth. So as comfortable as we see Sonny on this Dave Campbell's football cover, I don't think it's going to be that comfy this year in 2023. You better expect a little bit of change and a little bit of a drop-off from last year. Yeah, it's amazing what the co- – and there's so many good coaches in the Big 12. It's amazing what guys like him and guys like Gundy and others can do, Aranda, what they can do with a three-star level guy. They can develop them into badasses. The thing is, a lot of the other schools, they're walking in as badasses and they're developing that. So the question is, can you now redevelop that talent? Can you find that next running back that you're already working on that somebody will say, oh, you know what? The loss of Kendra Miller's not that big a deal. Yeah. Well, man, Johnson was a great receiver and got drafted and everything, but, man, you know, this guy's pretty good too. Uh, I'll give Sonny the respect to say that until I watch his team fall out of contention, they're absolutely, to me, still in this discussion. Yeah, he definitely deserves the respect. X and O standpoint, but let's not forget – he took over from Gary Patterson. A lot of his culture, Sonny just came mm-hmm. and inherited. So, well, you know, it's going to be a lot different when he starts getting his men, his players start coming in, and he starts developing those guys. And we'll see what happens when Texas and OU leave. Plus, we all know from relationships, sometimes it's tough to go from a screamer to a talker. You got to get used to it, right? If you're with a screamer, you're used to the screaming. Your ear gets trained for screaming. But when Sonny walks in and it's down, you kind of whoa, wait, whoa, I've got to pay attention. But now, I mean, they obviously did a good job last year, uh, right up until that last game, getting all the way to the championship game. So football season definitely on the way. Dave Campbell's magazine coming out. I got to double check on that Phil Steele. When does that thing come out? If you find your favorite magazine, get ready for the season. We'll be talking some football. Don't worry. And for you Cowboys fans and NFL fans we got a wild mount rushmore for you today our mountain of the day we decided to get way too specific with the cowboys and see how it goes you have to coming up at 12 30 by the way if this all fails or goes too crazy it was zay's idea i mean come on it's the dead period it's supposed to get crazy we are starting with the cowboys mount rushmore quarterbacks only edition get it come on four quarterbacks i think i know two of them for everybody what do you do with the other two spots? It'll, it'll depend on how old you are. It'll depend on how much Cowboy football you've seen, but let us know what you think. Quincy Carter, how are we going to squeak our way into this? Hey, hey. How can, what can we do? Mm. <laughs> so much potential. Kids, y'all might want Kids, y'all might want to hang out. <laughs> On the playground. The adults are trying to have a conversation. <laughs> come on. Come, come on. We could also do a worse. No, I know the text. A worse quarterback that ever put on the star. I know the texts are already going to roll in. Quincy Carter's going to be in on a text. <laughs> I get it. I get it. We'll get to that, though, at 1230. Let's start in the same area, though. In fact, let's start right across the street. Right across the way. Was that a home game? Did it happen to the Rangers? No. Oh, or were they in Chicago? No, they're in Chi Town, South South Side. Okay, that helps explain why they got screwed. Okay, not <laughs> not that I'm not that I'm biased as a Rangers fan wearing my Cowboys shirt today. So the Rangers were in a game with the White Sox last night, and the Rangers have been having a little bit of a tough time lately. Uh, on a little bit of a you know everything, it, it hasn't been perfect. Uh, for the Rangers lately, four and six in their last ten now. But Zay, this play at the plate. And, of course, it's going to hurt him a little bit more because it involved a former Ranger. Elvis Andrews was the runner. Yeah. 
He gets tagged out at the plate in what everyone in that stadium, including Elvis, thought was a pretty basic baseball play. Good, uh, great relay, great play, tags on him. He knew he was out. Did y'all? Everything about Elvis Andrews says he's out. Everything. His immediate reaction, him going to his knee, him turning towards the, the duck, everybody. Everything about him says he was out. And once he was called safe, the look on his face was the cat that ate the canary. So it, he's coming. he comes around. They initially call him out. And I had this wrong because I was watching multiple games where they went to the to video. So, Zay, correct me if I'm wrong here. But they call him out initially. White Sox manager understandably says, let's take a look. Because this is eighth inning. It made it 7-6, correct? This, this gave the White Sox yes, the lead? this gave them the lead. So this is huge if they get it. So if I'm the White Sox manager, absolutely. I don't know what they do. Do they do the NBA thing where you twirl your finger? Do they headphone? I don't know what they do. Make a call. Whatever that signal yeah. is, yeah, I'd have made it too. And you go look at that replay. Not only did they come back and say he's safe, they said he's safe because the catcher blocked the plate. Yeah, um, I've never seen this before. And I don't know what my man's supposed to do that was playing catcher for the Rangers last night. I mean, his foot was on the plate. Like, is he getting penalized for having a big-ass foot? Like, I, I really don't know. But this is a very odd call. Elvis Andrews had a lot of room to slide into the plate. There was no contact. It seemed like a clean tag, and they went back and checked it, and somebody at the headquarters, MLB headquarters, where they do the replays, said no. He blocked the plate. Violation. I just, my interpretation has always been to to block the plate. That has to mean he gets to you before he gets to the plate. Right. That's blocking the plate. He's got a good four inches of plate to touch, as far as I can tell. But the catcher, and by the way, let me give him some credit. Jonah Heim is Jonah his Heim, name. Yeah. Jonah Heim reaches his glove out and clearly tags him on the hand. A hand that if he doesn't tag him, the hand's going to slide across the plate. It's going to slide across the front left part of home plate as we're looking at it. So you're telling me as a catcher, I can't even have my foot on any of the plate or I could get called for blocking the plate. Yeah, well, you got to go wide legs and like stagger the plate right like, like stand over the top like a golfer where i'm trying to stay out of your line on the putting green as I'm a catcher do you have to start running into the guy coming from third plate uh third base now like it has to be a dance where the third person coming from third trying to juke you and just so there's no contact and we don't have any of these problems yeah i don't get it like i mean this See, is this is a pretty wild call i and i think they've done a good job of you and i talked about this in the prep meeting today I think they've done a good job of getting through the Buster Posey problem because Buster Posey was one of the big reasons they tried to change some of these rules. Buster was a badass catcher for the Giants. Oh, he was the best in the league at one point. Incredible player, obviously. And then he would be, you know, he would block the plate, and a couple guys bowled him over. And one time he just got his leg all ripped up. He may have even had two injuries off of stuff like that. Y'all Buster Posey experts could let me know that. But that was one of the big moments. They they but I think they've done a really good job of it. I think you're seeing more and more catchers out in front of home plate, catch and swipe tag. Right. I think you're seeing a lot more guys kind of back off, like I think Heim did in this case. And Bochy, man, God love Bruce Bochy. When he's mad and walking, it still takes a while. Yeah. Still takes a little while. He's up there. Him Uh, and Dusty both up there. Yeah. I feel him. Yeah, I think our idea was pretty good today. I think we need to have Bochy and Dusty Baker have a walking contest. (laughs) 
Start him at home plate. Who gets the first first? Oh, man. 90 feet, straight walking. Who does it? Um, I think Dusty got a little bit more giddy up, but yeah. I don't know. Right. If there's motivation involved, who knows? From what I saw last night, yeah, if both of them are calm, I'd go with Dusty. Right. If both of them are mad, I think I might go Bochi. Yeah. If you can fire him up a little bit. It was a horrible. Bochi country, man. I love that. Horrible call. And I'm all for instant replay. If you've listened to me over the years, we need it in baseball. We need it so bad. But you've got to get those right. You've got to go take that second look and make it make sense. Once they made that call, you could hear it and feel it in that stadium that it was wrong. The crowd knew they'd gotten away with one. The players knew they got had gotten away. Oh, with they one. were wilding in that dugout. They knew it. They were going off. They had they, like what? They just gave us one. We just stole the win. We just stole the victory. If we can hang on, that was in the eighth. Then obviously the Rangers still had a chance to score in the ninth. I get it. I get it. But they didn't, and it's seven six. It should have been six all. Keep playing. Yeah, I. Now everybody's going to be focused on the next time somebody's coming from third going home and there's an interaction with the catcher and that dude coming home because what? I'll just challenge it. Might as well, if they're called out or not, just challenge it just to see what they say in the boot. Right. Because if you saw what we saw last night, hell, you might win it. You might, yeah. Because that, what, what can they say? Like, I haven't heard anything from MLB saying why this happened or why, you know, Helm was there was a violation on them. Yeah, they Big, they need. Like, to, I don't get it. I don't either. And they need to come. This is one of those where people have made fun of the NFL for it over the years, but I at least respect them for coming back on a Monday or Tuesday and saying, "Hey, we messed it up." Yeah, they'll own up. Inform the team. Like back in the day, the old the joke was about Bill Cower. Bill Cower got more phone calls from the NFL to apologize than anybody in history. Like the Steelers just got hammered with them for about two years. The about, way they used to hit. It was just weird. They call, yeah, they've admitted they got the call wrong in the Steelers game, and they just call, they would apologize, whatever. That's what they need to do here. Just apologize to the Rangers officially, let everybody know, we screwed this play up. Or, like you said, give us the explanation. I don't know what that is. Uh, Rangers, obviously, uh, like we said, a little, little bit of a, a skid situation now. That division is starting to uh, starting to get pretty interesting. It's a five-game lead over the Angels. It's a five-and-a-half-game lead over the Astros. Astros are also four and six in their last ten. Neither Texas team's playing well right now. If the Angels could get going, they might be able to grab a hold of this division. So we'll keep our eyes peeled on that one. Also, Zay, let's bring basketball and baseball together. Victor Wimbenyama goes to New York last night. Ro- yeah. throw, throws on the pinstripes. and Which is t- weird. To throw out the first pitch, give me a grade on Wimbenyama's first pitch. Um, I mean, let's take everything into account. Mm-hmm. He's seven foot four. His hands are gigantic. You, so it's you, like holding a tangerine. You see that still shot of him holding the ball? Oh, yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's amazing how little of that baseball you can see. Right. That was and crazy. he was all dangly and just long and lanky out there. Oh, so, dangly. Yeah, I'll give him a C. Yeah. I'll give him a C. It was a tough throw. Wasn't yeah. one of the best. Wasn't as bad as 50, but it's definitely like the 50-cent type of throw, you know. But, again, he's that big, you know, like, come on. I, get, I don't expect much from him. Yeah, if I give him a C, it's only because the ball stayed airborne for a little bit. He didn't immediately bounce it. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. ball didn't immediately hit the ground. It was not 50 cent. It wasn't that bad. It was way off. Like the it's weird that the line wouldn't have been better. Like, like it's so strange to watch skill sets transfer. 
And the opening, that first pitch thing is so weird. We've seen all kinds of different people do it, from race car drivers to musicians to the mayor to all these different people. And it's weird who can do it and who can't. Yeah. And for some reason, like the people with baseball in their history can do it. Right. George W. Bush's famous first pitch uh, around 9-11. Well, he's got baseball in his background. And his dad was a baseball player. You know, like that's a baseball family. So it made sense. This one, it felt like Victor Wimbanyama may have never stepped on a baseball field in his life. I don't think he has. And may have never held something in his hand that size and been asked to throw it accurately. Yeah. Like ever. From that distance, no. Ever, ever. It's like when I saw Lance Armstrong play tennis. It was amazing to watch because you just you're so used to him being perfect at whatever he did, and watching him try to get the hand-eye coordination of tennis <laughs> down was baffling to him. You could tell well, his body just didn't work that way. Well, people's first like instinct, which makes a lot of sense when you get up on the mound, is to fire it in there. So they would want to be all professional and freak it. Like you saw him try to kick his leg up, like yeah, actual pitcher and stuff. Like, bro, just go throw it. You could lob it up there as long as you get it to the catcher. Nobody's going to bat an eye. People yeah. think that's good, which it is. Like That's pretty good, but you don't got to throw no Randy Johnson-type fastball in there. Now, he didn't go from the rubber, did he? I He kind of came down the hill a little oh, bit, did I, he? I would hope. Oh, come on, dog. I'm not sure if he went from the, the rubber or not. That's then, what messes guys up, too. Then he might get a C-minus from me if that's the case. That, if he wasn't on the actual hump, come on, dog. Yeah, I need to double-check that part. I needed to double-check that on Victor. Um, but, yeah, he was... It was impressive. Uh, he, he's impressive at everything he does. That's not going to be one of them. That's not going to be one we remember forever. Um, but, Zay, there was something impressive to you about Wimbenyama yesterday that, that you found. Yeah, he's starting to do a lot of interviews. He, he was on J.J. Reddick's podcast. He's been on Good Morning America, talked to Malika Andrews on the Four Letter Network, just different things that all number one picks usually go through before the draft with the media. And, man, he couldn't be more of a San Antonio Spur. Like, mm. already, at 19 years old, he sounds like a 30-year-old man that's seen everything. Really? Like, that's, he's humble. Like, he knows what he wants. He's articulate, very intelligent. Like, this dude, he's special, man. Got like, the Anthony he, Richardson vibe to him. I, old soul. Yeah, but, yes, that, that is a great comparison. Yeah. And you could tell he enjoys life. He doesn't take things too seriously. And, you know, a lot of the time, kind of like what we see with Nikola Jokic and kind of, you know, just – he says that basketball, he's something that he's good at, but it's not his life. And I know us in America, we could be offended by that because the way that we look at sports and competition, it's just like, man, you're not taking it seriously enough. Like, shame on you. And it's guys like, you know, Giannis and Wimbenyama and Joker, these guys coming from Europe that just like, well, yeah. This is fun. This is great. I can't believe I'm here. Like, I I shouldn't be here to have that type of attitude that it's really refreshing. And just seeing how he's going about. You know, he was riding on the New York City subway yesterday. Just on the subway. Was he really? Yeah, just trying to get that experience. This dude's seven freaking four. Just on the subway, like an everyday citizen, which a lot of guys would be like, nine, nah, trying to be around the people and stuff. Like, he embraces it. And I think he'll always embrace it, but he does it on a very humble and low-key level that's like a Tim Duncan, and that's very mm-hmm. Spurs-like. Like, you're not going to worry about him and any of the Zion stuff off the court or any of the John Morant stuff off the court. Like, you don't have any of those issues. You could tell already. And, man, he's 
it's like he's been trained to be a pro from when he was 15 years old and you saw the flashes of him being a great player. I would, I've been yeah. very impressed of how he carries himself off the court, and we know he's going to be a really, really, really good player on the court. All right, so let me give him his full credit here. I just double-checked the video, just watched it from a couple different angles. He is on the rubber, so, and now after watching it again, I might, I might you know me, I'm a nice grader. I'm a summer school. Yeah. I'm a summer school kind you of are. teacher. I yeah. might get him up to a C plus because he did try a full motion, and that ball hit dirt. The ball hit like if I'm a right-handed batter and I'm completely insane, that location might be something I chase if I'm nuts. Oh come on! Like it's not it was, <laughs> something you chase. It wasn't the Fifty Cent and it wasn't the Mayor. Okay, wasn't the Fifty Cent, wasn't the Mayor. It hit dirt. I don't think it hit chalk, but it did hit dirt on that side of the mound. I'll go C plus. He tried to do. I mean, he showed that he's athletic enough to make the motion. It's just not a motion he's used to. No. And so I'll, I'll, give, him, I'll give him a little leeway there. Okay. Wasn't too bad. Okay. Yeah. I well, respect it. Yeah, because at least he got up there and tried to make the motion. He was coming off the rubber. And so, yeah. Uh, Victor Wimbanyama threw out that first pitch at a Yankees game. One other thing real quick baseball-wise before we hit the break, and we'll jump into football next. Um, the highlights from the Astros game last night. I'm not picking on Astros fans because they lost the game. Again, both teams are in a skid right now. But this 10-year-old kid showed up, had a sign that said, it's my 10th birthday, hit me a homer, Astros. And Bregman did. Hit it to that kid. Now, I know the chances are crazy anyway. They were in the Crawford boxes. Let's be fair. They were in the Crawford boxes. It was a right-handed batter. But still, the chances of them hit, And the shot of that guy, of that kid's dad, picking him up and they're both so happy... Yeah, you'll remember that for the rest of your life. Dude, I got emotional just watching it. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, probably Astros fans for his whole life and stuff. That's a great story. It was like the kid with Paul O'Neill and Seinfeld. Wanting to get get the home run. That's awesome. All right, so some baseball to start the show. Up next, let's dig into some football. Cowboys fans are already reacting to the Cowboys quarterback. Quarterback only, Mount Rushmore. Our man Chris Bennett starts us off with Drew Henson, Ryan Leaf, Anthony Wright, and Clint Sterner. There we go, CB. All right, now we're clearly playing a man's game. We'll get into it next on The Horn. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Chad and Zay. All right, we are rolling on a Wednesday. Sounds like the boss. Bruce Springsteen? No. No? Not at all. That's not Bruce? Hang on. (laughs) What? What's it called? I'm no angel. Wow. All right, I don't know it then. Who is it? 
Greg Almond. That's Greg Almond? Yep. Wow. All right. My bad. My bad. Bruce and Almond fans may have just been insulted all at one time. Sorry. Greg Almond getting us started today. I am certainly not a massive, massive fan of, you know, like, I don't know every bit of the catalog of both, so maybe uh, maybe that's where I went wrong there. All right. Isn't there an Almond Brothers? Oh, there's Almond Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I know some Almond Brothers. I didn't know Greg had solo stuff. Yes, he does. I just insulted them, too. Lots of fans getting insulted right now. Greg Allman gets us started. Also, Astros fans are insulted because I screwed up and said they lost last night. They won last night. Rangers lost last night. I was just the, I let the, the sadness fill my soul. I think I was going back to a game a couple days ago when the Astros uh, had lost to Cincinnati, but they did get the win yesterday. My bad on that. They got the win when the kid got the home run ball from Bregman. That is pretty, pretty cool stuff. All right, so we got a lot going on today. Coming up at 105, Justin Wells, Inside Texas, on 3.com. He will definitely have a thought on a Cowboys quarterback, Mount Rushmore, and that is what we are getting into today. We've been doing a couple college ones, but we thought we'd get a little little pro vibe. Sometimes we'll hit a full team. We'll really get, you know, go all positions. But Zay had the idea of what if we break it up position by position with the Cowboys. I'm like, okay, well, let's just start with quarterback and see where everybody goes. I'm assuming if you're going to take this uh, assignment seriously, you go Aikman, Staubach, and then you figure out what to do after that. Zay, is that fair? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Right? Five Super Bowl championships. They have them. They split those three and two. Uh, so I would go with Troy and uh, Roger for sure. Then I think there's a fascinating discussion to have. And I think there's two slots available. And I think there's four guys to argue about. And those guys are Dak, Romo, Danny White, and Don Meredith. Yep. And then it depends on what you want. Do you want pure numbers? Stats, or do you want how far did they take the team? Because two of those guys took the team farther than the others, didn't get it done, didn't get the ultimate job done, but they took them farther. The other two guys have a whole bunch of stats. So let us know. Your age may determine it too. I never saw Don Meredith actually play the game. If you did, it might change it. When Craig Way walked out of here, I asked him, and he said immediately, Aikman, Staubach, and Meredith, no doubt. Oh, man. He immediately threw Dandy Don in and then started thinking about the fourth slot. So that told me something. Because Craig's Craig's been following the Cowboys for a long, long time. Knows the history, history of the game, history of all that stuff. Points out all those teams Meredith was on. You know, taking them all the way to the Ice Bowl game, all the way to a champ. I mean, all the way to the championship game of the NFL back then, but essentially an NFC championship game multiple times. But that's what Danny White did as well. Right. Just couldn't get the job done. So, Zay, in the end, where did you go after Troy and Roger? Oh, man, I couldn't bring myself to put Dak Prescott on this list. Wow. Okay. I, I couldn't do it. Okay. I need more. I need to see more from him. This past year, if Dak would have had a good season, maybe. And this season wasn't as bad as we give him no credit for. But when you lead the league in interceptions, tied with Josh Allen, and you played five fewer games than him, mm-hmm. that's tough to make a Mount Rushmore list. It just is. Sorry. And he hasn't played as many years as a lot of these guys. So Romo's automatic for me. 
I just, Romo, what he did, if it wasn't for the injuries, who knows if Dez would have caught the ball, if he would have a ring on there, like a lot of people, including myself, say he could have. Mm-hmm. It's Romo, Aikman, Stahlback, and Meredith. I never saw him play, but the three Pro Bowls, I got to put him up there. I know Danny White has that Super Bowl ring. I just, the one Pro Bowl, I don't know. I It's kind of a flip of the coin for Meredith and Danny White. Right. Danny has a ring, but not with the Cowboys. Nah, with I mean, Cowboys. not at the yeah, start. Yeah, with the exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, that, that's tough. It's really a flip of the coin. Really, Chad? Danny Don is such a dope nickname. I might have to throw him up there. Right. Yeah. That, no, it's, that's it's a big part a, of that's it. That's a dope nickname. And, like he had an aura. Yeah, and those are some badass Cowboys teams. It's tough. It's interesting. One of the things Craig said was he would he was having a tough time thinking about Danny White being on a Mount Rushmore in this discussion. In the end, I think I'm gonna do what you did, Zay. Troy Roger, Don Meredith, and Romo. So that would leave Dak and Danny White on the outside of the discussion. Yes, we've had multiple texters say Quincy Carter. We appreciate your efforts there. Oh man, he just didn't get the shot that he deserved. I feel y'all, man. I feel the same way. <laughs> we got a Staubach, Aikman, Romo, and Rush. That's well played. Very nice. Uh, this says their Mount Rushmore is Quincy Carter, Tony Romo, Dak, and Roger. Is that Staubach, I'm assuming? Okay, maybe. Yeah. I think that. I think yeah, you see how m- many people are throwing Quincy Carter's name out there? Yeah. Like he wasn't special in a way. Like he didn't have an it factor. People, they want to just throw his name out there for no reason. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. He got slighted. Yeah. Hosed. Chris Not ben- putting the right situations to be successful. Chris Bennett reminds us Danny White went to three NFC championships. Romo, um, three NFC championships. I put, um, and then Romo I put on because of the numbers. He went Staubach, Aikman, White, Romo. Yeah, man. I could understand that. If you want to go either Don Meredith or Danny White, or maybe both because of that resume of how far did you get. You're a, if you're a Cowboys fan, that's all that should matter, right? Rings. Yeah. To the guys that got you rings you put in, and then the guys that damn near got you rings you could put in, or you could try to work on these other two guys that have the numbers. I, I, you and I went one of each. Don Meredith and Romo. That's, that's a resume argument and a stat argument. Right. And then the other two guys got left out for us. But let us know what you think. And, of course, we're going to get these throughout the show, which I love. Clint Sterner, Ryan Leaf, Vinny, and Brad Johnson. Well Vinny played. Vinny Testaverde? Well played. Oh, man. Well played. Yo, Vinny was like 40 when he put on the Cowboys uniform. Vinny could still sling it a bit. Just a bit. Like, I get it. That Heisman hype coming from the U, it was big time. Wasn't but- it? Was it Vinny that got replaced by Romo that first time or Ryan Leaf? <sighs> wasn't Ryan Leaf at that time. It wasn't time, Ryan Leaf. No. It might have been Romo. I think it, that, that sounds right. Wasn't it right where Vinny was in the game right. and then Romo came in at some point? I right. think that's right. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe, he didn't get a fair shot either. Drew Bledsoe could have been something. Could have been Bledsoe. It was, maybe, been, maybe it was Bledsoe when Romo came in. Damn, Bledsoe one, had it done twice to I him? I can't remember if it was him both times. And, y'all, y'all let us know, Cowboys fans. I forget about that. If Bledsoe had getting hurt, and having your spot taken twice done to him, that's tough. That is rough. Especially yeah. for all the hype he had. Like, Bledsoe was one of the brightest young QBs when he came into the 90s. This says, it's got to be Dandy Don for me. I grew up in Mount Vernon, Texas, where Dandy Don was from. That's right. Remember when Art Bryles went to Mount Vernon, everybody's like, where the hell's Mount Vernon? And the, all the Cowboy fans were like, whoa, 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 whoa. They play at Don Meredith Stadium. 
That's where Don. That's, that's where Don Meredith grew up. That's dope. Now, can you imagine having your high school stadium named after you? That's pretty cool. Oh man, that's badass. I've been trying to get the call your name on the new Bowie facility. Ain't even my name. It's for CC. Come on, where we, come on. We gotta do something. Coach Abel's athletic director. Come on, dog. You my guy. I know y'all tight. Just saying. We've been waiting. You know what I'm talking about. The CC Dog Dome. That's what they need to call it. Uh, we're doing too much there. Yeah, that's, that's a little, little cheesy. Yeah, that's a little too yeah much, just yeah. you know. Celeste call your pavilion. Something like that. There you go. I'll take that. There you go. <laughs> CeCe's house. Let's just do that. See, you making it corny. Can We're we trying do- to make I'm it classy. Sorry. All right, I'm sorry. At least the court. Yeah. You know how they okay. got Cameron Indoor and you see Coach K court, like Coach CC court. I'll take that. That'd be cool. That'd yeah, be cool. that'd be very cool. Let him put to do a signature. Yeah. And have a signature yeah, he had on a signature on uh, his camp balls. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. There you so go. it's out there. Did you notice they let every Kansas City Chief have their signature on the inside of the Super Bowl ring? I didn't. That's pretty cool. That is pretty. Legit. So they size you up, but then they also have you sign something where they literally then put that inside the ring. In you know in the inside band that's incredible. All right, so Cowboy quarterback Mount Rushmore, let us know what you think. Somebody says uh, Monday Night Football Parcells bench Drew for Tony at halftime against the Giants. Romo comes out, throws a pick immediately. Yes, he did, but provided a spark. Never gave the job back. Yes, it happened to Drew twice, and it happened to Romo with Dak. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And trivia question: Can you name the guy that hit Bloodsoe the first time and created Tom Brady? That's a good little trivia question. The linebacker oh. that crushed Drew Bledsoe. What game was it? It was against the Jets. No, Jet- definitely not. Mo Lewis. Mm. That's one of the hardest hits I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Dude, he, ma- he busted Drew <laughs> up. That one and the LeVar Arrington hit that ultimately ended Troy Aikman. Those two hits, man. That, those are two of the hardest hits I've ever seen. You think Jets fans are like, Mo, could you like not have hit him as hard? Keep him in the game. Yeah. Oh, easy. Yeah, easy. easy. Right. You don't have to hit him that hard because that changed the NFL. Hey, For- Mo, thud, baby, thud. Can we get a thud over there? He was on the sidelines. It's Drew Bledsoe. He's not running that ball in. <laughs> Gotta send the message. Give me a thud, too. Gotta send the message, man. Two man touch. Hey, We're usually in- when the backup comes in, that's a good thing. Divisional respect, two-man touch, please. Yeah, I mean, we're not trying to go bounty gate, but I'm just saying, when the backup comes in, oh, we're good. Dude. We're good. The game has changed. We got this in the bag. That's incredible. And the best thing about Drew Bledsoe is how he dealt with all that stuff. He, he never really felt like the bitter old guy about it. He's now into the wine business or whatever. He says nothing but nice things about Tom, about Romo, yeah. about his time. I believe Drew is a Hall of Famer. And what? I believe didn't he? Did he go at pro, what? Did he go Pro Football Hall of Fame? Hell no! Come on now. No, I know he was nice in the nineties. No, like, I, he ain't no way Drew Bledsoe in the Hall of Fame. No, okay, all right. Just... If he is, we throwing anybody in there. <laughs> like Geno Smith has a couple more good years. Put start making Geno's head right now. Uh, if that's the case. Hang on, I'm, maybe I'm thinking about the Patriot Hall of Fame. Okay, that he got into okay, the that makes Patriot more sense. Hall of Fame. He is not in the Pro Football okay, Hall of Fame. Okay, ain't no way. Okay, all right, just just check. Right, yeah, he was nice when they had the uh more royal blue jerseys did you like those by the way in the 90s patriots jerseys uh yeah 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 i, I like those too yeah yeah those are I, nice the darker ones i don't like them as much the ones they have now they need to go back to that color yeah no that's they're good i like to pay dude I, i'll go all the way back to the Minutemen. i like the Minutemen See, uniforms fly, yeah roll that out once a year they still do that that's yeah. fantastic by the way have you seen the new lions uniform or helmets that just came out 
No. They sent it to us. Uh-oh. I think, I think CB sent it to Uh-oh. us. Somebody did. New Lions helmets. New oh, Lions whoa, helmets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hold on. Come on now. What is happening? Wait a minute. No, our guy Bobby Anderson did. Good looking out, Bobby. Now, wait. This isn't like every game, is it? No. We're just going one time? Yeah, it's just an alternate. Maybe I don't know. One time. Maybe maybe a couple. They're going with a blue helmet? Yeah. Ooh. With the lion on top? Okay, wait a second. All right. Let me just. All right, let's see. Blue helmet. Fantastic radio as I watch this video. Oh, I see what they're doing. Okay, a little Ford Field, old school logo. For one game, I could probably live with that. <laughs> I can probably live with it. I can probably handle it. That's bold, though. I like it. I like it. I mean, you got to change it up every once in a while. Hey, you're the Detroit Lions, man. You do it. There's a lot of lot of teams in the NFL like to mess around. So I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't have a problem with that one uh, for you know a particular game. I wonder if they're going to do that for the Chiefs game, game one. Are they, yeah, nah, they go nah, wait for a home you game. Gotta, yeah, you got that's like a week seven, week eight kind of deal. Yeah. Let's get into the season. Hold on, Chad. Before we get to a break, Craig Way report. Yes, Craig said, let's not forget Craig Morton, quarterback the Cowboys to a Super Bowl appearance in 1970, Super Bowl five. Then again, considering how Morton performed in that Super Bowl Ooh, as yeah. well in the Eastern Conference Championship versus Cleveland the year before, it's probably a good thing that Cowboy fans forgot about Morton. Yeah, that's rough, and that was that's one of the ugliest Super Bowls ever played. Really? Good God, I swear there were eight turnovers, seven, eight. Nine, it was awful. Defensive coordinator's Just dream. Rough. Field goal wins it, and what was that single digit? Oh, a game like nobody got double digits. Oh, something like that. It was thirteen to ten or ten. I don't know what it was. It was ugly, ugly stuff. And then, um, yeah, Bob Lilly throws the helmet and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Terrible. Uh, Cowboys quarterback Mount Rushmore. Let us know what you think. Before we hit the break, Steve Pelour, Gary Hogaboom, John Kitna, Quincy Carter. Well played. Well played. I forgot Kitna. That was well-researched right there. Good job. All right, coming up next, a crap bag story to end all crap bag stories. It's a coach having sex with the player. Oh, but there's a twist out in East Texas. It's next on the Horn. Chad and Zay. I love you so much, can't count all the ways I've died for you, girl, and all they can say is he's not your kind. They never get tired of putting me down, and I never know when I come around what I'm gonna find. Alright, roll through a Wednesday. I know the song, but I don't know if I know this artist. You'll be a woman soon. What's it? Is it called You'll Be a Woman Soon? Or? Yeah, girl, you'll be a woman soon. Is it a single name or is it a band's name? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know this one. Who is it? Urge Overkill. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a Dave in the Cave recommended. Nice. Exclusive. Urge Overkill to go with Greg Allman today. That gets us started in this first hour. We hope you're having a good Wednesday. Speaking of music, I'm about halfway through the chronic. From 1992, have you started Tombstone yet? Yep. Yeah? All right. I may have to check that out tonight. Uh, That is a crazy, wild, good time uh, of an over-the-top Western. Uh, That is what we're doing for the album uh, movie swap this week. That's tomorrow at 2. We'll talk a little Dr. Dre and some Wyatt Earp, if you will, tomorrow. Uh, Lots of football on the mind. Cowboys quarterback Mount Rushmore. Let us know what you would do. Zay and I both ended up with Troy, Roger, Don Meredith, and Romo 
The Dak and Danny White discussions are certainly there. Let us know what you think um, of your Cowboys quarterback, Mount Rushmore. I think we can all agree Troy and Roger have to be there. If uh, Dak wins a Super Bowl this year, then, right. Sorry, Danny Don. Sure. Got to kick you out, bro. Then you could get moved. I'd actually slide Romo over on that one. Word. I'd probably slide Romo over, throw Dak in. I can make that argument. I can, right. I can make either one of those arguments, but that's probably what I would do. Okay. Because there is a part of me that wants to take Romo off and put Danny White in there, but it feels too old school. So I decided to have a little Romo feel. Yeah. Because I think if you took the team that Danny – take the teams Danny White took all the way to the NFC title game with that defense and those guys on offense, and if you could just get a quarterback that would give you a couple more big-time throws and big-time moments. I love Danny to death. He's the first Cowboy quarterback I locked on to because I'm too young for Roger. But – Boy, there'd be some. There was a year where he threw twenty three picks. Zay. Oh, that's fun. Twenty three. Come on, dog. Oh man. In the era where you didn't throw that much, that's tough. Yeah. Also, that's I remember tough. about Danny. By the end of his career, he literally had no ligaments in his throwing wrist. No ligaments because of injuries. Dang. I remember that story coming out. It's like what? I mean, no ligaments. How's that happening? And he was still playing, or just after his? Career oh, still playing. <laughs> Everything was bone on bone in that wrist, man. <laughs> that was what some fans would use as the excuse when he threw a pick. All right, uh, we'll talk more Cowboys quarterback Mount Rushmore. Also coming up in the flex segment at one thirty, lots of visits and offers to talk about. A visit and an offer specifically that you're going to want to know about if you are a Texas fan. Some things to keep up with. Right now, though, let's get into the crap bag and this story from my wife's alma mater. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. This is a Hall of Fame type of crap bag story. So SFA has had to give their assistant bowling coach the choice of resigning or being fired. He chose to resign. His name is Steve Lemke. Lemke is 38 years old. Now, he's been fired because he had a relationship with one of the players. This is SFA Women's Bowling. And if you don't know, they're pretty badass at it. They've won two national titles, and they've come in second twice. My wife is an an alum. That's how I know. We've actually watched SFA Bowling on television. Wow, they televised it? They televised it. We supported it. I even ordered a t-shirt when they won a title. Is this like ESPN the Ocho type stuff? Oh, yeah, it's down the dial. Okay. It's down the dial. Yeah. (laughs) And they started at 2 a.m. No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But we did watch it a little bit on TV. So SFA says, no, he is not working here anymore. It is done. Now here comes the twist. Mr. Lemke is married, or I should say was married, to the head coach of the women's bowling team, Amber Lemke. He has now resigned from the program that he helped coach to the two national championships. But the best part of this story are probably his quotes because somebody asked him for a response and this idiot responded like this, quote, I knew it was kind of a no-no, but there's not a rule saying it can't happen. There's not a law saying I'm going to go to jail for doing something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just an ethics code. Like we frown upon it, but there's no rule. There's no law broken. End quote. Grief. George Costanza, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Wow, he, this dude has no heart. He actually went with frowned upon? I mean, bruh. <laughs> he, 
He doesn't know the difference between stuff that could send you to jail and stuff that's still really, really wrong to do. The university has policies, bruh. <laughs> There's a policy against what you did. He's the assistant. It don't matter. Oh, my God. Now, that, I'm glad you said that because this is where it gets silly. She found out because she saw a text from him, from the player to him. His comment on that, quote, it didn't have anything in detail. It was just about how amazing I am, basically, in general perspective. Amber saw that and questioned me, and I got to the point where it just built up so much that I basically told her the truth after she dug through my phone. Making it sound like Amber was at fault. Come on. How dare you look at my phone, Amber, and find that. You should be happy that she's complimenting your husband. Oh, my God. All right, but here's this is the last part from him, and it is phenomenal. Quote, I was the stay-at-home dad for five years with the kids while Amber got to go off and coach the team. And when she'd get back, I'd run practices on top of taking care of the kids while she was back. When they'd travel again, I would sit back and take care of the kids. Then, when I got hired on, she almost forced me to run practices. I was a volunteer the entire time before that trying to help out Amber. Once I got hired on, one thing stemmed from another. Nice usage of the word stemmed there, by the way. One thing stemmed from another. I felt like I was doing too much for what I was being valued at. End quote. He justified him cheating. Wait a minute. What? By being a stay-at-home dad. Like, you might as well just say, <laughs> have you have you lived in Nacogdoches and been a stay-at-home dad? It could be tough. I Look mean, what this city has drove me to do. My God. Come on, dog. Take some ownership. Just say that you're a piece of crap. That's just uh- say it. That's incredible. Hey, look, look, I just felt like I wasn't being valued, so I thought I'd, you know, take a couple things out of the vending machine and date a player. <laughs> like, that's what I thought I could like, do. Did he tell us? He definitely told his wife that, like, you didn't value me. So, and she did. Like, I wasn't getting attention from you. You're worried about the team. And when you get home, I got too much responsibility. Yeah. So, had to, I had to cheat. Yeah. I had to do it. And there's also the thing about, look, there are women in Nacogdoches. I, I know for sure, because one of them that used to live there, I'm now married to her. You don't know that there's a list of girls you can't date, and that list, and they, like, it's such a specific list. They wear shirts that say SFA Bowling on them. Your wife is the head coach. I don't care if you're the assistant. It does not matter. You are not allowed to date one of them. While they are a player, if you want, and by the way, this is the sick, extra dumb part. The girl in question is done with her eligibility. She's leaving the university. Mm. Dude, if you really liked her that much and you like the idea of dating her that much, take a breath, wait, divorce your wife, and then date her. You, he, but you, oh, my God. He didn't like dating her. Nothing dating about this. It was about convenience. I know. This stuff drives me crazy, Zay. I don't know if you have the same reaction. Since you do have... You know, a a parent in education like I do, I had two of them. It drives me nuts to think of these relationships. I know it's sexy to a lot of people. It drives me crazy, though. <laughs> the, sexy to a lot of people. The violation of that ethical code drives me nuts. It drives me crazy, the idea that teachers take advantage of it, that stu- the, the students are on, you know, in this case, it's a college student. I'd get on her, too. I'm going to get on her, too. You're 2021. You're going through college, bowling scholarship, whatever that means for you. 
This is all you can find? Oh, they're throwing out scholarships for bowling now? I'm assuming they're winning national championships. Uh, I'm guessing there's at least a partial scholarship. Has to be a little something, huh? With, with, t- with Title IX, too, there's right. got to be a scholarship going on here. Wow. Are you going to throw away a reputation? They're all going to know who you are now. Like, you're going to throw away whatever reputation you had? And you're going to mess with your coach like that? Oh, you saw the way he was talking. He don't care about his reputation. He don't care. No, 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 no. The player's rep. Oh, yeah. And her coach. You're yeah. going to sleep with the coach's husband? Yeah. That is low, man. She might not be getting playing time. That is, oh, is that it? Could, yeah. Did she have a reason to? Like, I, I, mean. I just felt like they were asking me to bowl too much. So I just thought, is that not how it works? You don't just get to have sex with an assistant coach? Nah, Jane, that's not how it works. Come on, bowler. Hey, if she's rolling strikes and still getting yelled at and stuff, then yo, I'm going to stick it to coach one way or another. Dude, that man. Is, that's messed up. I'll be mucked up. Messed he did. up. Yeah, he's trash, man. He that's that's oh. bad. That's oh. real bad. <laughs> but but I I love the fact that he wouldn't shut up and said all that. I've never heard anybody in those relationships say something like that. That's crazy. Uh, all right. So yeah. By the way, how easy is that going to be for her divorce lawyer? Wow. Yeah. You just admitted it to her, laid it receipts. all out. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of receipts there for oh boy. But you know what, Chad? After watching Tombstone, cheating's just cool. Uh-huh. It's just cool to cheat, hey. right? Huh? It was a. It was. It was. It was the Wild West in a lot of ways. I, we'll get to it tomorrow. Yes, but we wow. will. Yes, we will. Wow. <laughs> Yo. Not many ethics out in Tombstone. Yeah. yeah. Did uh, the coach say, you know, my favorite movie is Tombstone, yeah, too. Right. By the way, I'm going to uh, go watch that when I get home. Whoo, a lot of receipts in that story, and they all smell like rented shoes. Wow. The SFA bowling coach story for the crap bag today. Fantastic. So the head coach, she's still there, though, right? Uh, like I'm assuming she's sticking, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're obviously the university's stand, uh, standing behind her. Yeah. And I'm assuming she, she would continue to coach there. She's a legend there. She's yeah. won national titles. Yeah, I think the recruiting process might be a little different now. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Man. Because before, you know, hubby was with her. They're going out places. Obviously, his head wasn't in the right place. Yeah, that is. On m- the players that they need to bring down to SFA. It's a messed up. I also don't know how many kids they have. Take care of kids. He used the plural. Are we talking two? Are we talking like five? Because that, that, it matters a little bit, but it doesn't justify it. Just to, when he says, man, I'm home taking care of the kids, dude, there better be three or more. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a parent in the world that's going to hear you say kids. Or how many do they have? Two. All right. Come on, man. Like, that's the Chris Rock, I can't give you an award for something you're supposed to do. You were supposed to, she's she's making the money, she's a successful coach, I'm assuming, you know, you're making enough to support the family and stuff, like, do your job, do but what you're supposed to do. when she gets home, he runs practice. So what if they're taking his advice more than hers? Okay. And it's resulting into the winning. And he ain't getting no credit because he's the assistant, she the legend, getting all the love and stuff. Well, then have a conversation. Don't have sex with one of the players because of that. That is flawed logic. That's flawed logic. It's not Top a- play devil's advocate. I don't know. I don't know. You know how I'm going to get my respect? I'm going to have sex with Susie. I think that's the plan. Really? That's how you're going to do it? Okay. Well, other assistants would do hey, something different. Yo, it feels like, you remember Wild Things? I do. It feels a little bit like that. 
It feels a little bit like that. Like Susie uh, wasn't getting the playing time she deserved, and then assistant coach he wasn't getting the credit that he deserved. He taking care of the kids. He basically the stay at home mom and stuff. Yeah, they corrupted that thing together. You just picked two of the most immoral <laughs> movies that have ever been made: Tombstone and Wild Things. Oh my God, kids, do not find your morals in Tombstone or Wild Things. Please do not get Uncle Chad and Uncle Zay in trouble. One o'clock hour coming up. Justin Wells of Inside Texas and On3.com. We'll talk some Longhorns, but also we want to know who's on his Cowboys quarterback, Mount Rushmore. That's next on The Horn.